Good afternoon, y'all. It's good to see y'all today. It's a nice sunny day. Guys, the gospel reading today, I want to talk about the gospel and jump into the first reading. The gospel reading is it's intense. Like this is Jesus in a way that sometimes we don't see often, right? We don't get this Jesus growing up as a kid. We hear about the Jesus that, you know, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so, right? We have that image of Jesus. But this Jesus, <laughs> he's intense. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites. Like, that's kind of insulting, right? I mean, it's not, you don't like it whenever people call you a hypocrite, right? I mean, hopefully they don't. But I mean, like, man, this is Jesus in their face, you hypocrite. You lock out the kingdom of heaven before men. You don't even enter it yourselves, right? And then he calls them blind fools. Woe to you. You don't want to be woed by Jesus. That's one thing you don't want, okay? If Jesus says woe to you, uh-huh, that's not good. But woe to you, he says, blind guides, right? This is the priest, the pastors, so to speak. Um, so, I mean, he is just going in and, cor- and he's doing this to correct them. He's doing this in order to bring about their conversion, Right? I mean, think about it. As parents, isn't that sometimes what you do? We have that thing that we do, that you do with your kids. Sometimes it's called tough love. And it's done not because you hate the kid. It's precisely the opposite. It's because you love them, but you've got to set boundaries. You've got to speak hard truths sometimes, hopefully to kind of shake them into reality. Right? That's what Jesus is doing. So he's teaching us what love really is. Love doesn't just let someone sit in their comfortabilities sometimes, but it calls them out. But then other times, love does require us to uh, recognize the gift that people are. And I think that's where that first reading, you see Paul's heart here, right? This pastoral heart of St. Paul, I I really love it. Thessalonians. Who are the Thessalonians? Well, this was an ancient city, um, a large city. It was a port city, and, and they had a lot of trade that would go on. Probably about a I don't know, about 100,000 people in Thessalonians whenever Paul was going around. And so to bring about a massive conversion of the Thessalonians was a big deal. And they were very, very, very influential in the Roman area. They were run by the Romans, so they also had to worship the Roman gods. All right. So whenever Paul and his companions go in and begin to preach about Jesus and this Jesus who was crucified and risen, the Thessalonians grabbed a hold of it in a powerful way. Listen to Paul's heart. You can hear his pastoral heart for these people. He says, We give thanks to God always for you, remembering you in our prayers, unceasingly calling to mind your work of faith and your labor of love and your endurance and the hope of our Lord Jesus Christ before God our Father. Like, I love that, right? He's affirming them. He's telling them, look, we always pray for you. You know, in in the work that you're doing, this labor of love. Because for the Thessalonians, whenever they converted, it was a hard conversion. Because they were were ruled by the Romans and they had to worship the Roman gods. So whenever they had to have a conversion towards Christ, well, they no longer could burn the incense to the Roman gods and pay the tax to the Roman gods, right? So it was a big deal. You want to talk about having to make a decision that could cost you your job as well as your life. But the Thessalonians believed in the message of Jesus Christ, and so they did it. I love how Paul says this. He says, In every place that they go, your faith in God has gone before us. 
so that we have no need to say anything. Like, that's incredible. People in Thessalonians had been so lit up on the fire with the love of God that their reputation preceded Paul and them. So when Paul and them would go to the next little town, people had already heard about the gospel. Why? Because of the way the Thessalonians embraced it and the way they served people and the way they reached out to the the widows and the orphans and they served, right? And that went before them. So Paul says, look, we don't have to go in and preach. Because your actions have preceded us. People believe in the gospel because of the Thessalonians' actions. Like, how great is that? How wonderful would that be for us that people would say that about us, right? That the gospel would be so lived within our lives that whether we're at Mass or whether at work or whether we're in the family, we live in the same way, right? And it goes before us. And and that's what people would say. Well, we, we know about St. Thomas, right? Well, because of you, because of the way that you treat people and love people. And they want to go and experience that same thing. And so Paul and them, what a magnificent thing. They didn't even have to go and begin preaching because people had already heard of the gospel because of the way the Thessalonians lived. So maybe that's our invitation today. Let's look at the way that we live our lives. Is it in line with what we preach? Is it in line with the gospel, Right? And how we live also is the message of the gospel. Because we can say one thing and our actions say a very different thing. And the action usually is what's believed. So let us ask God to conform our actions to that which is the truth, which is the gospel, so that we can make an impact in people's lives and, uh, and, and proclaim Christ in that way. Amen?